Hi, and welcome to episode number 27 of the Crypto Chick Podcast, your inside resource for the latest blockchain and crypto trends. I'm your host, the Crypto Chick, Rachel Wolfson. Dan interviewing Roger Veer, Executive Chairman of Bitcoin.com. In this episode, Roger explains the benefits of Bitcoin Cash versus those of Bitcoin. He begins by explaining how Bitcoin Cash is being used as a payment method, mentioning that it's solving financial problems in countries like Venezuela. Roger also discusses the important role of stablecoins. Moreover, Roger expresses his frustrations around Bitcoin adoption, noting that Bitcoin Cash is the only crypto that allows individuals to control their own money. He ends the show with an exciting announcement about Bitcoin Cash. Let's get right to my interview with Roger. Enjoy. So today we've got Roger Veer on the show. He is the executive chairman of Bitcoin.com. Roger, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me on. Great. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here. Um, Roger, before we jump into the questions, maybe start off by telling our listeners about your background and how you got involved with the whole cryptocurrency scene. Yeah. So for those that don't know, I was the very uh, first person in the entire world to start investing in this ecosystem. And I attribute that to studying economics from a young age. Uh, and so in economics books, they kind of study, they they talk about specifically the origin of money and how something comes to be used as money. And for anybody that's read the original Bitcoin white paper, they'll know that the entire point of Bitcoin was to be a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. And I think that's just a fancy way of saying that Bitcoin's supposed to be money. And so when I heard about Bitcoin for the first time, it was because of the Silk Road. People just naturally had started using Bitcoin as money to buy and sell things uh, on the Silk Road. And personally, I wasn't interested in drugs at all, but I thought, what kind of money are they possibly using for this? So I started reading about Bitcoin. And so because of my economics background, I could understand the economic characteristics. And because of my computer science background, I could understand the tech side. And uh, so there was absolutely no doubt in my mind at all. I knew people were going to start using it as money. So my first step was to to buy up some Bitcoin. And my next step was to start investing in businesses that would make it easier for uh, people, normal people to use Bitcoin as money. And so thankfully, I had had my uh, former career in Silicon Valley. I had my own business that sold uh, fiber optic transceivers to people all over the world. And so I had a fair amount of capital from that. So I was able to basically seed the whole ecosystem. So a lot of people don't know, they know of me as the first investor in Bitcoin startups, but I was literally the second person ever involved at Ripple. I was the second person ever involved at blockchain.com. And I was the seed investor for a whole bunch of other businesses like uh, Kraken and BitPay and a a whole bunch more out there. So it's been a a fun, fun, fun ride the entire time. And uh, I'm far from being a maximalist about any coin whatsoever. I'm a competition maximalist and whatever cryptocurrencies or blockchains work the best, I think those are the ones that the most people are going to use. And uh, at the moment, I'm a great big giant fan of Bitcoin Cash because it provides an awesome user experience uh, for people that want to use it as cash. Right. And you're the founder of Bitcoin Cash, correct? So that's a, another big giant misconception that you see repeated off, you know, over and over again in the media. I had absolutely nothing to do with the creation of Bitcoin Cash, just like I had nothing to do with the creation of Bitcoin. But I had a whole lot to do with the popularization of Bitcoin. And I've had a whole lot to do with the popularization of Bitcoin Cash. And the reason I started promoting Bitcoin Cash uh, more recently is because for me, Bitcoin Cash is the same version of Bitcoin that I got involved with back in 2011, uh, a medium of exchange and a store of value, because I see those as two sides of the same coin. And uh, I know a lot of Bitcoin BTC maximalists will take uh, exception with that statement, but uh, I, I implore them to pick up an economics book and I think they'll come to the same conclusion. Wow. Okay, great. So I'm learning something new as well. So that's good to know. 
Um, so Roger, I want to know more about how cryptocurrencies can help consumers and in high inflation economies, um, particularly in Venezuela. I know you've been doing a lot of work there lately. So can you just kind of discuss that a little bit? Yes. So the more options people have in life, the better off they are. So it's great that people have, they can choose between Coca-Cola and Pepsi and root beer and Dr. Pepper and Sprite and on and on and on. Imagine how boring the world would be if there was only one beverage and everybody had to drink the exact same beverage and there was no competition at all to make a better beverage. Uh, well, that's kind of what we've had in most countries in the world with money, right? Everybody uses the same exact money as everybody else in that particular country. Well, now with cryptocurrencies, we're seeing this wonderful amount of competition all over the world and people get to choose if they want to use, you know, Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or Dash or the US dollar or the Euro or the Yen. And so these are all competing head to head. And it's a good thing because it's going to lead to better quality products for more people around the world. And in countries with really, really horrible government issued currencies like Venezuela, this can literally be a life-saving technology that can uh, save people's lives in countries like Venezuela or other places around the world. So uh, Bitcoin.com, we're doing a lot of uh, outreach to countries where they need it, not just to save a buck on you know purchases from Amazon by using purse.io, but where they can literally make it so they have enough food uh, or medicine for their, their family and friends and those that they care about where with government-issued currency that's devaluing so quickly or banking blockades or sanctions put in place by the U.S., people aren't able to do those things. So I see cryptocurrencies in general and Bitcoin Cash as the best tool to bring more economic freedom to the world and empower individuals to be able to tell politicians, no, I'm not going to obey your stupid law that makes myself and my family and my friends, and my my city and my state poorer off than they otherwise would have been. So uh, I'm all about empowering the individual. And that's why I'm so excited about cryptocurrencies in general. Right. And so I know that some vendors um, are already accepting Bitcoin Cash in Venezuela. Um, can you talk about what vendors are accepting that and where else Bitcoin Cash is being accepted besides Venezuela? Yeah, there's actually more physical shops accepting Bitcoin Cash right now today than any other cryptocurrency in the entire world. So there are far more physical shops accepting Bitcoin Cash than even Bitcoin. Uh, and so that's a really, really big deal. And I think the reason for that is because Bitcoin Cash provides the same great user experience that Bitcoin did in the early days, but no longer does. And we recently built this fantastic app called the Bitcoin Cash Register, available for both Android and iPhone. And it allows anybody in the course of maybe 30 seconds, you can start accepting Bitcoin Cash at your physical shop. You don't have to give your name. You don't have to give your email. You don't have to give your tax ID number. You don't have to ask for permission from anybody. And it just works. And because in 30 seconds, you can start accepting Bitcoin Cash at your restaurant or, or coffee shop or your you know medicine shop or anything for that matter. Uh, that's why we're seeing people all over the world from Venezuela to Venice Beach accepting Bitcoin Cash as payment. And uh, if for those of the listeners to this podcast that haven't seen it before, go in the App Store or the Play Store and search for Bitcoin Cash Register. It's open source. And it's awesome. You can, If you have a friend or, or a family member that has a restaurant or a business of some sort, set them up to start accepting Bitcoin Cash and then head on over to map.bitcoin.com and you can add them to the Bitcoin Cash merchant map. And the absolute worst thing that can happen is that new customers come to their shop and start spending some Bitcoin Cash. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm curious, is it just vendors and retailers accepting Bitcoin Cash or can Bitcoin Cash be used for other purposes so one of the really cool purposes that people are starting to use it for now is uh, is tokens. So a lot of people don't know 
that Bitcoin Cash has a whole token platform built on top of it. And the tokens on top of Bitcoin Cash cost about a tenth or a fifteenth of a penny to send and take about a second and a half. And we built this other really cool tool that allows you to pay dividends to token holders. So now these tokens can act kind of like anonymous bear shares where the holders are also able to receive dividends. So a real cool potential application for that would be a stable coin. Whereas right now, all these stable coins, they have the dollars or whatever in the bank and they receive interest on that and they just pocket all the interest. Well, with this dividend payment tool, you can have a stable coin where even when the stable coins are in your own wallet or your own paper wallet under your mattress or wherever, you can still receive interest payments right there to uh, your wallet without having to give up the private keys at all. And so I think we're going to see stable coins built on top of Bitcoin Cash that outcompete stable coins and other platforms because the Bitcoin Cash-based stable coins can pay interest. And who doesn't want to earn interest on money while you still have the money in your own pocket? And that's possible to do with, uh, with Bitcoin Cash. So, I mean, there's a lot going on with Bitcoin Cash that I think our listeners, you know, might not be aware of right now. And, you know, I'm definitely learning a lot about um, about it also. But recently, you've launched an initiative called Bitcoin Cash House, and that's supposed to educate consumers about the basics of crypto. And I'm assuming uh, Bitcoin Cash as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have about 150 people total now at Bitcoin.com. And so a couple of them were focusing on Venezuela specifically. I know we've hired some people in Venezuela and we're paying them there. And we want to you know, do everything we can to spread cryptocurrency to be used as currency uh, in the world. And so we've set that up in Venezuela to do outreach to people in Venezuela and show them that, hey, we have a much, much better alternative than the, you know, the Bolivar's Forte there uh, from the politicians that are in Venezuela. And we're having amazing success because... People like to solve problems in their life, and Bitcoin Cash solves an amazing problem that people in countries like Venezuela are having. So, uh, uh, you know, it's really exciting to see the volume that we're getting there. And then also from local.bitcoin.com is another non-custodial peer-to-peer exchange that allows anybody to buy or sell Bitcoin Cash in any amount with any payment method in any country with no KYC required. And that's a really, really, really big deal. And just earlier uh, this week, we saw China again really started to kind of clamp down on some of this cryptocurrency stuff. And we've seen our volume from China just shoot through the roof because anybody can buy or sell Bitcoin Cash using WeChat or Alipay. And that's uh, really, really an amazing opportunity for anybody to be able to get involved super easily. You don't have to sign up with some exchange where they want a copy of your passport and this and that and proof of address and all this stuff. You can literally use any payment method in any country for any amount with no KYC over at local.bitcoin.com. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of that platform yet and just how powerful of a tool that is to bring more economic freedom to the world and allow people to bypass uh, silly sanctions and to engage in free trade with each other. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, and I'm glad you actually brought up China because there's obviously a lot of news right now um, about China and the role that they're taking with promoting blockchain and their thoughts on cryptocurrency. So I want to know your thoughts on that, um, both in terms of what China is doing with blockchain technology and also their thoughts on cryptocurrency. Yeah, I think it's kind of a race for adoption. And so the question is, will these new upstart cryptocurrencies, things like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and Dash and these Will they get traction and adoption in the world before the old legacy financial institutions realize what's happening and catch up? And if anything, that was the thing that was the most frustrating for me about the civil war that took place within Bitcoin on, in regards to scaling is that it gave the legacy governments and financial systems you know, maybe five or six years of lost growth within actual cryptocurrencies. So now all these governments and politicians and regulators have time to catch up and uh, they'll 
you know, almost guaranteed tried to steer people towards a system in which they, the government in, in it can control and spy and monitor on what everyone's doing with uh, every, you know, all their finances. And that's, you know, sounds like a world that George Orwell warned us about. I want to build a world in which each individual has complete control over their own money and doesn't have to worry about them being spied on or their account being frozen or, or any of that sort of stuff. And uh, the reason I'm promoting Bitcoin Cash is because I think that's the best tool to achieve that world in which each individual is in control over their own money. But let a thousand flowers bloom. You know, I'm a fan of anything that, that works. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different cryptocurrencies out there. And I hold a big basket of them uh, because we don't know which one's going to win in the end. Uh, and I invite people to go and give them all a try and figure out which one's the most useful to them in their own life and use that. And anybody that tells you, oh, anything other than Bitcoin is an absolute scam and and, and a waste of time, uh, I feel like they're uh, you know just putting their head in the sand and ignoring reality. And ignoring reality isn't the, the right way to, to navigate reality. Right. Yeah. Good point. I mean, you know, everyone... Bitcoin is on everybody's mind, but it's like, how often do you hear about the other cryptocurrencies? So you make a really good point. And what I really like about Bitcoin Cash is that it's really good for consumers. Um, so kind of talk about, you know, your idea in terms of the future of money and how this can actually be a useful tool for consumers, which I think kind of is getting lost right now in the cryptocurrency space, um, at least in America. But then you look at other countries like Venezuela, where these, you know, cryptocurrencies are actually really, really useful for consumers. So kind of just talk about that bit. Yeah. Today, Bitcoin, the name that, that Bitcoin is the brand, but the technology that works and gives people a good user experience is Bitcoin Cash and other cryptocurrencies other than what's called Bitcoin today. And I think that's really damaging towards the adoption of cryptocurrencies in general, because if someone, if their first experience with a cryptocurrency is using Bitcoin and they see a $5 fee and their transaction gets stuck in the memory pool for you know hours or days or at the end of 2017, the average confirmation time on Bitcoin was more than a week and the fees were more than $50, that's going to give them a horrible, horrible user experience. And if they have a horrible user experience the first time, the odds of them coming back to try again later are severely diminished. And that's a really, really serious problem for the adoption of cryptocurrencies in general. And I'm, I'm really disappointed about that, but I don't know what we can do to change that other than tell people, hey, the thing that everyone's calling Bitcoin today isn't the technology that made Bitcoin popular to begin with. That's uh, Bitcoin Cash and other blockchains as well. Like if you remember, the blocks were never, ever, ever full in Bitcoin until after Bitcoin had already been around, you know, seven or eight years. Uh, and so that was a giant fundamental change. So if you're looking for the good user experience that made Bitcoin popular to begin with, it's not on the chain that everybody's calling Bitcoin today. It's on other chains. Uh, so how do we get the word out? I think we have to tell our friends and family and set them up with wallets and give them some cryptocurrency so they can see it in action and uh, see what a great user experience it does provide. And uh, I think it's up to all of us because as much as you know, some of these companies within the spaces are doing None of these cryptocurrencies themselves are a company in and of itself. So it's up to all of us to, to spread the word uh, and tell people that, hey, you have a better option than, you know, your Bank of America account, the U.S. dollar or your Bank of England account in the pound or, or whatever else is out there. So uh, long story short, go and tell a friend. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this is the future of money. But that leads to my next question, which is, you know, once more consumers start using Bitcoin Cash and other cryptocurrencies, what are your thoughts on the best ways to keep that safe? I mean, I know, let's just say, for example, my mother who uses fiat and credit cards, you know, a big concern with, you know, maybe the older population is keeping their money safe. So 
What are your thoughts on that? Any advice, any wallets that you recommend? Yeah. So of course I love the Bitcoin.com wallet. Uh, it works great. You have your private keys yourself. I think it's also important to point out that lots of things that are calling themselves wallets aren't actually wallets. They're more akin to bank accounts. If you don't have the private keys to your cryptocurrency yourself on your own device, it's not a wallet. It's something else. And so make sure that people are actually using wallets or if they're using something other than a wallet, make sure that they understand that it's not a wallet. So an example of a wallet is the Bitcoin.com wallet. An example of something else would be uh, the, uh, your Coinbase account at Coinbase.com. Uh, Coinbase recently, recently launched a separate wallet, but that's the, the small minority of their number of users there. So, uh, And for older people that you're worried about them having a problem, uh, with the Bitcoin.com wallet and other wallets out there, you can make multi-signature accounts where the, you know, if let's say you want to help your mom with her cryptocurrency, you can set up a shared wallet where both you and your mom can see all the transactions in the wallet. And that way you can help keep an eye on your mom's transactions and make sure that she's not, you know, sending her money to somebody she shouldn't be or, or giving her private keys away like, she, uh, like she shouldn't be doing. So, uh, so that's another nice example of how you can do things with a uh, multi-signature wallets to help, uh, friends and family and loved ones uh, be safe with their cryptocurrency. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a really good point because I think, you know, once we see more people using cryptocurrencies and once they understand that this is a safe, better alternative, then we're going to start seeing more widespread adoption. So I think it's really important that we discuss points like that. And also recently I read that you spent $200 million on a fund to promote Bitcoin cash and crypto to kind of raise awareness. Um, so is that true or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, so it's, it's partially true. So we just announced our 200 million US dollar Bitcoin cash ecosystem. where We're going to be investing over $200 million into businesses that are building infrastructure to make Bitcoin cash usable as cash to the world. And so one example of this that's just been announced earlier today that wasn't directly funds from this fund, but uh, Bitcoin.com definitely played a, a large part in, is a company out of Asia called QFPay has partnered with a ACD, which, ACD coin, which is a Bitcoin cash-based token. And they're rolling out ACD coin payments and Bitcoin cash payments to uh, soon tens of thousands of uh, physical places across Europe. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that ACD is a sub-company of ANA Airlines, the largest airline in all of Japan. And uh, so that's a really, really strong partner that Bitcoin.com and Bitcoin Cash have to spread Bitcoin Cash use as uh, as payment for real world commerce in Asia. So stay tuned to see even more stuff happening in Asia with uh, QF Pay and Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin.com and ACD Coin. So this is a a big deal that shouldn't be underestimated. And that was just announced uh, earlier. Oh, wow. Cool. Good to know. And so I know that you're doing a lot of work in Venezuela and I followed you on social media and I've seen you know, videos of you at a grocery store buying groceries with Bitcoin cash, I think maybe in Asia, but where else um, are you particularly active besides Venezuela and Asia? Is there any other region that you're really targeting? So of course, we're really active in China with our local.bitcoin.com platform, but another country that I think has been off of a lot of people's radar, but we're getting a lot of traction and usage from and merchant adoption as well is uh, Turkey. So Turkey is a country with a whole lot of people uh, and high inflation. And so the traditional financial rails aren't so great in Turkey, whereas Bitcoin Cash is really providing them uh, another another option and a good option. And so another company, the Bitcoin.com, we just led a $4 million uh, round in a company called Go Crypto that's based in Slovenia. So if you've seen the grocery store videos and this and that of people paying with Bitcoin Cash in Slovenia, that's thanks to this company uh, called Go Crypto. 
And they're really going hard into Turkey now as well to roll out uh, more and more physical Bitcoin cash accepting merchants across Turkey. And uh, their whole team is just uh, amazing. And their token is called the Go Crypto token. It's available on the Bitcoin.com exchange. Uh, it's a Bitcoin cash based token. Uh, and it's really, uh, really doing well. And their entire business is really, uh, they're going to cross a thousand physical merchants here shortly. And they have contracts signed for uh, thousands and thousands more that should be rolling out here uh, shortly. So Bitcoin Cash already today has way more physically accepting merchants than Bitcoin does. And soon it's going to be, uh, you know, several times more, maybe an order of magnitude or two more than Bitcoin, just because it has fast, cheap, reliable payments that work every time, all the time. And as much as it breaks my heart to say so, and it's not an attack on Bitcoin, it's just stating the truth. The thing that everybody's calling Bitcoin today no longer provides that good user experience for merchants. So these Bitcoin fans shouldn't be surprised when merchants stop using Bitcoin because it has a bad user experience and Bitcoin Cash does. So that's why so many people, including myself, have made the switch. And uh, it's not an attack on Bitcoin. It's just a stating, uh, statement on, on the reality of the situation. Can you talk a little bit about Bitcoin Cash price predictions? Um, I read recently that you stated that Bitcoin Cash could increase over 100,000%, reaching close to $5,000. Um, what are your predictions? What are your thoughts on that? My, my predictions are actually a lot more bullish than that. So right now, Bitcoin Cash is around 200 and so dollars uh, per Bitcoin Cash. But we're trying to be peer-to-peer electronic cash for the world. So if we get traction in that and we have... Uh, you know, that we're the second most used cryptocurrency for payments, second only to Bitcoin around the world. More payments are made every single day on Bitcoin Cash than Ethereum or Ripple or Dash or Monero or Zcash or any of these other ones. Uh, we know that right now today. And uh, the trend is increasing faster for Bitcoin Cash than for Bitcoin. So if we succeed in that, Bitcoin Cash could easily go to $200,000 a coin, right? So that's a, a thousand times where it is right now today. Bitcoin, the, the people behind the BTC Bitcoin project, they're no longer trying to be peer-to-peer cash for the world. They're trying to be a store of value, whatever that's supposed to mean. And I think that that's economic gobbledygook, just say that's such a thing, but just you know, taking them for their face value. Okay, you're trying to be a store of value for the world. So let's call it the digital equivalent of gold. Well, if you look at whatever the market cap of gold is and compare that to where Bitcoin BTC is today, I don't know. You can still have an increase, but it's not going to be a thousand times increase like you could easily have with Bitcoin Cash. So from purely an investment standpoint, Bitcoin Cash is a much, much, much better uh, risk to you know return ratio than Bitcoin is. And if you are a holder of, of either of those right now, you can get about 30 Bitcoin Cash for a single Bitcoin today. I think it would be a really, really smart move for more of these big Bitcoin holders to start selling their BTC into more BCH because and especially if they go before everybody else does, you'll get a huge, huge, huge return on your investment. And as Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors in all of history, says, be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. And uh, I think that that applies right now today to the Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin ecosystem. Bitcoin Cash has all the characteristics that uh, that ha- could you know, make it popular around the world as cash. BTC just has the brand name but it doesn't have that good user experience. So the question is, is the good user experience going to win out over time or is a brand name with a bad user experience going to win out over time? And uh, myself as a fundamentals investor, I'm betting on on the fundamentals and that's Bitcoin Cash. It's not Bitcoin. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's definitely, um, you know, a good point. I mean, I, I look at Bitcoin as a store of value, which it means, you know, in my opinion, basically I have it and I want to hold on to it. But I think that it's really great because there are use cases 
you know, for consumers in Venezuela, for instance, where cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin cash can change the world. And um, I think that's great. I think that's how we're going to gain mainstream adoption of cryptocurrencies. So this is really exciting Um, to change the topic. You don't have to be married to one or the other. Hold both. Right. Hold a basket. Yeah, exactly. Hold a basket. Exactly. Um, but it is cool to actually be able to use your cryptocurrency to buy groceries. Like, that's pretty awesome. Sure is fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I've seen your videos. and I'm like, wow, I can't wait until the day when I can walk into Whole Foods in America and use cryptocurrency to buy my groceries there. So I'm still waiting for that day to come. Hopefully we'll see that. Um, well, I can, I can tease, tease you with this a little bit. So I, I can't tell you the exact day, um, but shortly here we'll be announcing 15 thousand locations across america where you can pay with a uh, bitcoin cash and it'll be the only cryptocurrency that's accepted through that platform but shortly after that on that same platform that'll only be accepting bitcoin cash in addition to you know credit cards and apple pay and that sort of thing you'll be able to pay with bitcoin cash and then not too much longer after that you'll be able to pay with bitcoin cash based tokens so i think we're going to see a real uh, amazing blooming of this bitcoin cash based token ecosystem as well as bitcoin cash itself and when we roll out those 15,000 locations across the United States will have, you know, uh, way, way, way more physically accepting Bitcoin cash locations than any other cryptocurrency by by probably, you know, several times at that point. That's awesome. I can't wait. Um, just to change the topic a little bit, we're running out of time, but um, I just wanted to ask you kind of a fun question. I'm a big fan of reading books that relate to blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Um, I've read a number of books like Digital Gold, for instance, is one of my favorites. Um, what do you do you have a favorite book that you suggest our readers, our, our listeners read? Or can you mention any books or anything that you think are good resources in terms of learning more about crypto and blockchain? Yeah, if, if you want to learn like the history of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and how things really got started, then the book by Nathaniel Popper, Digital Gold, is, is a great place to start. If you want to learn about where cryptocurrencies are heading into the future and where things are probably going to go from here, what cool new things are going to be enabled because of them, uh, ironically enough, you have to go back to a book or the book I'm going to recommend was written probably, I think, in 1999 or 2000. So you have to go back to like a 20-year-old book. Uh, by David uh, Friedman, the son of Milton Friedman. And that book is called Future Imperfect. And in that book, he talks about uh, public key cryptography and how that works and how once someone figures out how to make a you know peer-to-peer cyber cash, I think is what he was calling it, um, all these new economic systems are going to bloom into existence on the internet where people are going to be trading with each other beyond the purview or the the scope of government, and that's going to enable all sorts of interesting things. And uh, the author of the book is a, a law professor at Santa Clara University. So the example he gave was people could practice law illegally on the internet um, using cryptocurrencies to do so uh, without having a, a law license, but they could use uh, public key cryptography to prove that you're dealing with the same person over and over. And you could have an online reputation where if you give good legal advice, people can see that and they can come back to you again and again. And that was the example he gave, which maybe will come into existence one day. But one of the first examples we saw in actual practicality was uh, the Silk Road, where people were buying and selling illegal drugs without permission from the state. But he wrote about all these sorts of things 
way back in, uh, you know, he was probably writing the book in the late 90s, and I think it got published in 1999. So Future Imperfect by David D. Friedman. I reread it again maybe two or three years ago, and it was, uh, you know, just as good the second time around 15 years later than it was the first time I read it. So uh, that that's my book recommendation of the day. Awesome. Well, I'm going to take that recommendation as well, and I'm going to check that book out. Um, Roger, any final thoughts before we end the podcast? Yeah, I guess the uh, final thoughts, like don't buy into all this, you know, cryptocurrency tribalism because it's it's just like racism. Uh, go and, you know, be friends with everybody and try out everything. And, you know, don't don't think that you have to only be loyal to one specific cryptocurrency. Use whatever works for you in your life. And the reason I'm such a big fan of Bitcoin Cash is because it works for me in my life. And maybe it'll work for you in your life. So go and give it a try. But uh you know, don't feel obligated to, to one specific cryptocurrency at all. Right. Wow. Words of wisdom. Well, thank you so much, Roger, for joining us. I'm sure our listeners are so grateful to have, you know, um, heard your advice and your thoughts on cryptocurrencies and the future of money. So thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Rachel. And everybody go and check out Cointelegraph. It's a fantastic resource that I've been reading for years. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find further information in the show notes to learn more about Roger and Bitcoin Cash. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Crypto Chip Podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, if you have time, please leave me a review. I enjoy hearing your feedback. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at RachelWolf00, on LinkedIn, or on Instagram at Blockchain and Bikinis. I would also love to hear who I should have on my show next time. So definitely find me on social media and let me know there. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time.